true power, the power of the Holy Spirit, is backed up fully when there's purity. So what you really should be pursuing is the purity of the Lord, that your heart is pure, that you really should be pursuing your heart always, Lord, search this heart and see if there be any wicked way within me, Lord God. Give me clean hands and a pure heart. And I believe most of you guys do this on a regular basis, but there is no power without purity. The enemy thought he had you on the run until he saw that you were not running from him. You were literally running towards God. This is a phrase, this is this, this quote. The Lord gave me this um, a couple of years ago, that the enemy thought that he had you on the run. And I feel like it's important to speak this again, to reiterate this again, because it's going to apply and speak to run it, some of you right where you are at tonight. The enemy thought he had you on the run. You're not running. You're not being chased by a devil, a demon spirit. You are literally running towards God. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference. You're not running, being chased by some spirit. No, you're running right into the arms of Jesus. Your focus is on him. Amen. And Philippians 1.19, you can turn your Bibles there. But Philippians 1.19 is a powerful scripture that I want you to know. And it says, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit in Jesus Christ. So I know that no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, I know it's going to turn out for my deliverance. Amen. So you need to know that no matter what, it's going to turn out for your deliverance. Amen. You know, we need to know that. Victoria, no matter what, it's turning out for our deliverance, for your deliverance. And when we get that confidence like that, that the Word of God is so richly engrafted on the inside of us, then we realize the power of God mixed with the purity of God, then we walk in a whole nother level, the level of God's glory outpouring. I am telling you, there is such a powerful, powerful presence of God. And he says, I want you to realize you are not being chased by some demon. You, you are literally running into the hands and the arms of Jesus. And that's important that we get that. So no matter what, say this too will turn out for my deliverance. This will turn out for my deliverance. And you know what? The, the enemy is so threatened when you say things like this. Because we become one who walks with God when we understand this principle. When we understand we're going to walk in power and purity, we become one who walks with God. And then we understand oppositions and trials and persecutions and such, they only serve as a catalyst to propel us higher. That's it. That's it. It's like if you hadn't been so persecuted, then maybe you wouldn't have exercised your faith muscles to literally achieve the realm of where you are at today. And the same is true for tomorrow and the tomorrows, right? The same opposition that the enemy tries to bring against you and upon you, you're just going to exercise your faith muscles and you're going to literally say, out of here, devil, because this too will turn out for my deliverance. I've seen it in the past and God is faithful. He is not a man that he should lie. He doesn't change his mind. And so if he says that peace is my portion, then anything that is going to be contrary to that has to go in the name of Jesus. Are we all here tonight? Are we all listening? Listening to the word tonight. So we know that there's power in the preached word under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I am telling you tonight, we walk in the glory realm of God. We walk in the anointing of God. We walk in the purity and in the power of the Holy Spirit. All because the spirit of the living God has equipped us. He has enabled us. He has filled us. He has empowered us. Amen. So this too is going to turn out for our deliverance. Glory to God. 
So how do we walk in this purity? How do we walk in this power and purity in a world gone mad? Because it has. But how do we walk in power and purity? Exodus 24 and starting in verse 12. This is in referencing uh, Moses. So then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there. And I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. First of all, very important to know, God is telling him and he's telling us, come up. He says to Moses, come up to me on this mountain and be there. Be still and know that I am God. In Psalm 46, 10, when we are still and we know that he is God, when we make that time in the secret place the most important time of the day, when we make that time when it's a priority, day by day, morning, noon, and night, whenever it is that you do, but I'm telling you, when you do this, be still and know that I am God. He says, come up, come up and be there. Don't just, don't, don't just go for a few minutes and then leave. God was preparing Moses, wasn't he? He was preparing Moses to deliver his people. But God is preparing you too. He's preparing every one of you for the assignment that he has for you. And it's not going to be something that just easily, you know, falls off the tree, so to speak. In other words, there are some things that come easily. Sure, that's true. But there are many things that if you're going to press into the heart of God, you're going to have to literally press in through the trials, through the oppositions, through all the the, the assignments that come against you. You're going to have to press in. You're going to have to say, Lord, if that's the season that I'm in, if there's so much coming against me, I need to spend more time in the presence. I'm going to come up higher because I'm going to walk in power and purity. So I'm going to walk up. I'm going to come into his presence longer, greater. I'm going to make sure that that quiet time, that presence with the Lord is literally first and foremost in my heart and my mind and then literally done as well, walked out, carried out. Why? Because the more of opposition coming against you, the greater the outcome that God wants to give you, which is why there's so much warfare. So much warfare, but so much power, power of God. But that just means that the, the faint or the weak in heart, okay, needs to realize, get up in and under the power of the Holy Spirit and get filled and get equipped because you are not going to be left behind. Moses listened to the instruction, right? He's, and the, the word was, Moses, come up higher and be there. Just be there. Be still, Moses, and know that I am God because I'm about ready to give you such a mighty breakthrough. Moses, I know that you didn't think you were qualified, and I know you wished I would have sent somebody else, but I'm sending whom I'm sending. I know what I have put in you. So let every disqualification that you have for yourself right now fall to the ground and bear no fruit. Every one of you, whatever disqualification you try to put upon yourself or in your head you're thinking, stop because it's not coming from God. Are we listening? He prepares us to walk in greater power and greater glory in his presence which is why he told Moses come up into the glory be shut up into the glory literally just dwell let my presence just overcome let me captivate you we sang that tonight to captivate us God he captivates us with his love right but you don't need to only experience this just twice a week this is something we should be experiencing every single day of our lives amen from 12 to 18, I'm still on 12. We're going to go back to 12, and we're going to try it again. Then the Lord said to Moses, 
come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and the commandments which I have written that you may teach them. Right there, he's giving him the instruction. There's going to be an outcome of time in the presence of God. There, you're doing so, number one, because you love him and because you want to please him and because you know this is where your, your heart has found pleasure in. But there's actually an outcome as well. Something tangible. Say something tangible. God wants to give me. And it's found in his presence. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Ur are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to these two men. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. You guys, this is not just Old Testament. This is New Testament. Mount of Transfiguration, this is also New Testament. What do you think happens here? Just because you can't always see the cloud doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Come on, I see the cloud a lot of the times in this room, do you? But some of you go, I haven't seen the cloud. Just because you haven't seen the cloud of his glory tabernacling upon us and within us doesn't mean it's not here. We know it's here. Let's just be honest. Who else? In OC, okay, we're like in Orange County, right? We like the bling and all this other stuff. Like, who else? What other people? I'm sure there are a few, but I can only speak for us, right? We don't care that we're dripping sweat. We don't care that we just look a mess. We don't care because we only want him. We're pursuing him. Hey, I'm not saying we're so much better than other people. I'm just saying our hearts are so sold out. We don't care. And yes, we live in the O.C., but actually, we live in Christ. Actually, we live hidden in him. Actually, because we're hidden in him, we're literally covered by his glory cloud all the time. It's true. It's true. We live in the glory cloud. So he goes up on this mountain, and the cloud is covered with, the mountain is covered in a cloud. And now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai. And is that not what we want for our walks? Oh, yes, that the cloud of God's glory isn't just here sometimes, but it rests upon us and it dwells on the inside of us. And the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The voice of God calls unto you all the time. He calls unto you all the time. He says, Alan, you're my son. Alan, I hear your heart even, even without a word being spoken. I hear. Verse 17. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire. Oh, God, consume whatever is not of you. Lord, and let us be burning infernos for you. Let that be what is left after the consuming fire is done. Be that we are vessels of glory, like the burning bush burning but never was burned up. I thank you, Lord, that we walk with that kind of internal fire, passion for Jesus. That's what we desire. So the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. People saw it. People saw. They see Moses going up. They see him taken up into this cloud. They see the cloud covering it. And what did these people at the end of the, at the bottom of the mountain see? But what seems to be a consuming fire. What do people see in your life? That you are now consumed with the love of God. What do they see? That you've been transformed and wrecked in his love. That you're not the same. You don't back down. You don't, you don't, you're not the same. 
I am telling you, you're not the same. How many of you, honestly, would raise their hands and say, oh, I'm not the same. I have been transformed. I can tell. I want you to, I want to see a show of hands. Hands. If you know that you know, yeah, yeah, you know that you know. And that would, I would say that is pretty much 85%, maybe 90% of, of us here in this room. Praise God. The rest, trust me, you just keep on showing up. You just keep on just being faithful. Just plant yourself where the spout of God's glory pours out. You will receive more. You'll receive more. Why? Because the power of God's word is like a fire within you. His word is like a fire. Amen. And so the people at the base of the mountain, they saw the fire. They saw something. They saw the consuming fire. And my point here is, is that people see your lives. They may not always like you to understand, but they see the transformation. They see the transformation. And trust me on this next thing I'm about ready to say. Sometimes your worst enemies will call you on the day of destruction. In other words, when it's worse, when it's bad, right? When they need help, all of a sudden, the, all of a sudden the differences just fall. You know, they just, they forgot what they used to say about you. They forgot. They just like, wow, they need to call them up. I need to call that person up. I need them to pray. You're going to get called. I got a call from Ethiopia today for heaven's sakes. Not kidding. I literally got a call on my website from Ethiopia asking for prayer. And you know, the thing is I went to Ethiopia and it's somebody I know from Ethiopia. And she's like, I've been following all your posts. I see all your lives. Will you please pray for so-and-so? You know, I, I mean, and I thought, wow, people are watching from all around the world, near watching your lives as well. And they're saying, wow, would you pray for me? I see something different in you. You've been transformed. Would you pray for me? I see an anointing of the Lord. Have you been in the, in the, in the cloud of God's glory? Because there's a fire on the inside of you. You're covered. You're cloaked with the glory of God. And that's exactly, exactly what God wants us to do is to be in that beautiful presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so they, the people, they see, they see the, the fire on top of the mountain, right? Verse 18, so Moses went into the midst of the cloud. Some of you are on the edge of the cloud, but you need to go all the way in, into the midst of the cloud. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud, and he went up into the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. He was shut up in the glory. He's on the mountain. He's on the rock. We will live on the rock, which the, the rock that the builders have reject, has rejected, have rejected, is also what? It's the cornerstone, right? The chief cornerstone. It's the rock that Moses was on, on the mountain. And we are to build our lives upon the rock, church. Every one of us. We know that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. And how do you take by force? But that you do take authority, but you also stay in the presence of God under the covering of God's anointing, his cloud of presence. Say, I'm going to say into the cloud of his presence no matter what. I'm saying into the cloud of his presence no matter what. So he prepares us to walk in power and purity. He prepares us to walk in power and purity as we stay in his presence, in the cloud of God's glory. Right? So sin has lost its appetite. Hasn't it? Sin has lost its appetite. Romans 6.10. For the death that he died, he died to sin. In referencing to Jesus. 
For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. So sin should have no power over us. And now our lives should be in fellowship with God, number one. Then Romans 6, 12 says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies that you obey its evil desires. Say sin has lost its appetite. There's no control, there's no power, there's, there's no stronghold or struggle that sin is allowed to have in my life again, ever again, because the blood of Jesus has already made the provision. The blood of Jesus has already made the provision for you. So if you choose rightly, Moses, come up to the mountain and stay there. If you choose rightly, then you're going to receive rightly. Correct? Wow, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So your, your desire to walk with God and fellowship with his people is stronger than any other desire. I mean, I'm saying this in faith. I believe this is totally of the Lord. Your desire, our desires, I think corporately too, just collectively, our desire to walk with God and fellowship with his people is stronger than any other desire, at least the desires that used to have us. The desires that used to have us, right? We, we, don't, we don't care. We don't really care anymore. We don't care. Do you care? Do you care? I don't care anymore. We just, we lose that, ah, uh, what about, um, how do I look? What do I, no, that's out the window. We lose any weakness, any desire, ah, uh, forget that. Let me tell you, if you can't be radical for Jesus in a day and age that we live in today, there's a problem. But I do believe that, oh, that was, thank you for the two that clapped. How about the rest of you? Let's try that again. <laughs> Listen, you're not clapping for me. You're clapping because the word of God is being spoken and preached with power. And there are people that are receiving the word of God. And so we're not going to be ashamed of the gospel. And we're not going to be ashamed to show a little expression, to show a little emotion. So James 4, 7 says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So what is God telling Moses? Come up to the mountain. What is he telling us? Draw near to me. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So only he can satisfy you now. There was a day other things could satisfy us. I mean, come on, we we're all there. There was a day that other things could satisfy us. But only he can satisfy you now. Say, now is a new day. This is the day of salvation. Only Jesus can satisfy me now. Thank you, Lord God. I will pursue you. I am unshakable. I am contenting you. We are radical and sold out. For the glory of God, fully set apart, not just somewhat, not just a little bit. You're not set apart just a little bit. You're fully set apart. We're fully set apart. Hallelujah. So to walk in power and purity is going to cost you complete surrenderedness. <laughs> Separated from all that used to burden us. No person, place, or thing will have your heart more than Jesus. And that happened a long time ago, I believe, for most of us. But we're just going deeper and deeper. We're just getting into the thick of the glory. Remember, we're not going to be on the outskirts. We're going right into the center. We're going right into the thick of it all. Think about this. Moses, for 40 days, was in the glory of God, covered by such a strong, beautiful cloud of anointing, right? Uh, and so... And for us, we're not going to limit it to 40 days. We're, we're going we're gonna to say it's our, our lifetime. We're going to say our whole lives, Father God, let our lives be a place where we can just let the glory of God fill and pour out. Fill or pour out. And with that perspective, we walk in power. But power is backed up by purity. Amen. And this is what people miss a lot of the times. They see the power. And they want the power. It's not a bad thing to want the power unless the motive is wrong. But the power true power, power of the Holy Spirit, 
is backed up fully when there's purity. So what you really should be pursuing is the purity of the Lord, that your heart is pure, that you really should be pursuing your heart. Always, Lord, check this heart of mine, Lord. Search this heart and see if there be any wicked way within me, Lord God. Give me clean hands and a pure heart. And I believe most of you guys do this on a regular basis, but there is no power without purity. But if there's purity, there's no limitation to the power. So there's no power without purity, not truly, but there is also no limitation to the power when there is purity. Somebody needs to walk, either write that down or receive it in your spirit or re-listen to the teaching. But you got, you have to get this thing because Moses was a man that loved God, right? A humble man, most humble man, the Bible says, that had walked on the face of the earth. And but he walked in power, didn't he? That doesn't mean he never had any fear. doesn't mean he never had any doubt. It doesn't mean that he didn't have his own set of issues that were trying to come against him and stuff like that. But at the same time, he just didn't let those things hinder him. He didn't let those things stop him, right? He continued to pursue the obedience of the Lord. And when we do that, God says, you know what? The purity that I see of your heart I will back up with power. How else did Moses go to Pharaoh and do all these incredible, miraculous, uh, you know, really just miracles, you know, when the plagues were being released, right? You know, and he's like, wow, would you stop this? Sure, I'll let your people go. And we know the story. He kept on just, you know, backing. He's just gave in. He didn't have it keep his word. But at the same time, at the very end, uh, God's plan always stands and always will be because God does not change. Like I said in the beginning, he's not a man that he should lie. And so whatever opposition, Moses was receiving a lot. You know, he received a ton of opposition before Mount Sinai and after Mount Sinai, whether it was the 10 plagues or whether it was in the desert of the people complaining, right, of all like, what happened. Like, there is no water. There's no food. Uh, you should have just left us in Egypt. We had all the, they forgot they were slaves, though, but you should have just left us in Egypt. He had his own set of persecutions all throughout the way, all throughout his walk, all throughout the whole time. But you know what? He continued to pursue, and it wasn't just for him. It was for a whole nation of people. And the same is true for us. It's not just for us. It's not just for your families. You know, it's not just your, only your own children. And it's not just your own grandchildren that you are standing here and that you're believing and fighting for. It's for so many more people. Can you believe for a generation? Can you believe for a generation? Can you stretch your, your horizons? Can you like further your thinking to say, this is not just about my four. I'm going to be more radical. I'm going to step in once I see my own household being saved and turned around. Because well, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss what God has for you. God says, I want you to get up and I want you to move now. I want you to walk now. I want you to listen to me now. I want you to speak now. I don't want you to wait until everything is all done and set. Because greater is he in you than he that is in the world. And he says, this will turn out for your deliverance. So it takes a measure of, of faith to step into this power and purity, even though you don't see everything perfect yet. You don't see everything perfect yet, and you want it to be perfect, and that's a good thing if we're all talking about the same thing and all on the same page. Talk about salvation right now to your loved ones. We all want to see that. Amen. But that's not going to be what stops you from saying, yes, Lord, use me. Speak through me. Lord God, of course it costs. It costs you everything. But I have laid down my life a long time ago, and I'm not about ready to pick it back up. Amen. Don't pick your life back up. 
You laid it down? Let it stay down. Let the dead man stay dead and rise up in the spirit of God's strength. Rise up and do the will of God. And so power and purity, it's really all about our heart. It's really all about our focus. And our focus gets purified the more that we spend time in his presence. So we bring it all back full circle to, to what Moses, the instruction that Moses had and then what he did. So let's just say your husband, I'm just, I don't know what happened. I have no idea. I just don't see him here tonight. So let's just say your husband, you know, gets saved, you know, radical apology, this and that. And, you know, and then maybe during the week, you know, maybe during the week, you know, the enemy got, had his, worked his way, right? And, and, and it's, the enemy is, is banking on your, your heart to become hardened and to become fearful, to become angry and be like, that's it. You know what? He's, he's a liar. I knew it wasn't going to work. You know, he's not, you know, but here's your opportunity to say, you know what? I'm sold out. I'm sold out no matter what, because it's a battle for people's souls, right? And so when somebody makes a decision for Christ, that doesn't mean the enemy just backs off and say, oh, well, forget it. You know, no, no, no. He actually tries harder to try to come against them. And so what you need to do is you need to keep pursuing Jesus. You keep taking authority and binding those demons that are trying to chase after him, but you need to keep on pursuing Jesus. So clearly I got that, that that's correct. Okay. So this is what I'm saying. Just because somebody gives their life to the Lord, repents and all this, and I saw that too, and I knew what was coming, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we are standing in agreement with the word and not the devil, right? Because he doesn't need any more people saying, I knew you weren't going to make it. He needs people to say, no, you are going to make it because if you surrender to Jesus and you keep on keeping on, that there's grace of God, the grace of God to rescue you. And we come in agreement right now and we decree every demonic spirit, every spirit of thievery, everything that's coming against him to try to bring him back into the drugs, into the lifestyle that he had before. We rebuke it right now and we cancel that spirit of witchcraft off of him in the name of Jesus. We say it goes right now. And Father, I pray that you give my sister some strength right now, strength strengthen her, her body, her mind, her frame right now. Lord God, I command any anger, frustration, all of that to go right now because, Lord, we trust you and you alone, and you are trustworthy. You are trustworthy. And so, Lord, we're not going to lose our reward because somebody is just doing stupid things and making foolish decisions. We're going to pray for them, but we're going to keep our hearts right before the Lord, and we're pressing on to the higher calling. Moses pressed on to the higher calling, and he walked in power and purity, and so are we. So, Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the word. I thank you the word is powerful, full of power. I thank you that you are all-powerful God, Lord. I thank you that you're consuming fire. I thank you that your word, Lord God, just literally saturates us and heals and cleanses, Lord, and then puts us on fire for the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, I decree transformation, Lord God, all across this room and listening online as well. I thank you, Lord God. We just submit to you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you. We wouldn't have any life without him we just wouldn't know what to do but we thank you lord that you saw fit to call us to rescue us and now our lives are literally hidden in you and we get to serve you it's a privilege to serve you lord Amen. it's a privilege to lay our lives down it's a privilege to walk lord god in in the holiness that you have called us to walk in lord we just continue to say lord god search us again continually lord god go deeper lord god in any area lord god we want to just come out that refined by the fire lord god pure and spotless god lord and we want it to be a daily walk moment by moment lord god so i thank you for strengthening us i thank you for the power of the holy spirit that you would 
equip us. We're not alone. I thank you, Lord God, that we have one focus, one heart's focus, and that is to please our Heavenly Father. And just like Enoch walked and talked with God and then he was no more, Father, I thank you that we will walk and talk with you and they will say, wow, they love Jesus. That's for sure. They were radical for Jesus and they impacted my life. Lord, let them say they impacted my life. Lord, let, the let those that you've called us to witness to, to minister to, Lord God, let them say, wow, they impacted my life. So we just, we thank you for this, Lord. And we praise you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All of God's people said amen.